Hey, welcome to Don't Worry About It, It's Just Your Future, a no-nonsense look at college and career planning. My name is Joe Colendo, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Michelle Safola. And together we have almost 20, 25, I forgot counting, Michelle, I know you did too, how many years of high school guidance experience together we're approaching 30, I think. <laughs> we, yeah, maybe 25 years ago. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, hey, is a college degree really worth the investment? I know that we get this question a lot from students and families um, through the years. So we're really going to dive into it today to really look at the numbers and uh, hopefully be able to shed some light on um, providing some practical uh, strategies or just you know, uh, having a great discussion about uh, the pros and cons of investing into a college degree. So average cost of college, Michelle, what are we looking at? So when you look at nowadays, um, the average cost of a public university college education per year is almost $27,000. Oh my gosh, that's enough to get the blood pressure going, isn't it? And then when you look at private universities, they are over 54000 And then that's enough to give you the big stroke. Yeah, think about that. And I think one good rule of thumb for people is um, that private institutions tend to be about double Right. Um, you know, depending where you live. And so forth. Yeah. So when we look at the numbers and we really look at the total cost, please keep in mind for our audiences that we're looking at tuition, housing, fees, books, you know, the total cost of attendance per year. And that's something that as high school counselors, we always stress a lot with students and families to say, hey, you know, you really need to look at the total cost of attendance per year. I know we get so fixated on the on the tuition but it's really that whole, the total cost of attendance per year. And so, you know, speaking on a personal, uh, from personal experience, I attended um, two private colleges and universities in Illinois and uh, went into these colleges with very little guidance. Michelle, talk, we talk about that a lot where oh, yeah. when, when we were in high school, um, we didn't have that guidance in high school. We didn't have that guidance um, from our family. So a lot of the stuff that I went through Personally, I went into blindly not knowing the financial responsibilities that I would eventually have to take on. So with the private school, even though the, the, the sticker price is a lot higher, and I'm not saying this as a general response, but some private schools depend on their financial situation where if it does cost, the average cost is $54,000, $55,000 per year, just please keep in mind, do your research on, hey, well, what, what's the bottom line cost for me after financial aid kicks in with grants and scholarships? Because I know a lot of the alumni tend to give back to those private universities and colleges they graduated from. And so you may not end up paying the fifty-four dollars fifty five dollars per year. It really depends on the school itself. Yeah. And what you're bringing to the table, right? Right. Um, and we're going to, in other shows, we're going to get into that really at, in depth about paying, how do we pay for college and how do we reduce that cost? So yep. that's a really good point. So when you do look at these numbers though, Joe, it is staggering. So you can expect to pay when you add up the four years and that's if you graduate in four years, which yep. isn't big always typical, you're going to pay over $107,000 for a public university and over two hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a private school that's the sticker price wow and that's why we're talking about this today that's why we are really digging into the numbers because with inflation that where our country is currently going through uh the the rising cost of food housing 
everything. Oh, everything. Everything. And so how can um, we help as, as counselors, as guidance counselors and college and career advisors really help families with uh, planning ahead? Right. And making informed decisions. That's right. what we're all about. Because, you know, we are not here to crush anybody's dreams. No, no, right? Absolutely not. But no. we want people to know what they're deciding. And right. Why. And there's many different roads you can take to get that college degree if that's if that's your goal. Right. So let's look at let's look at the average earning. I know the average earning uh, with someone with a college degree, and this is all relative, but the average earning um, degree specific obviously is going to be a big factor here is fifty one thousand dollars per year just right out of school. So and that that really kind of comes down to once again with what you're majoring in and so forth. And you know, what's interesting is, um, yeah, general trend, right, is college graduates earn more than non-graduates. Yeah. But it is very um, degree specific. And we'll talk about that in a second. So and also, let's look at how that compares with high school diplomas, right? Mm -hmm. If a um, generally, um, the average for a high school graduate, they're going to average a $38,000 annual salary. Um, they have an unemployment rate of 3.7%. Now, and we get this data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, so in contrast, the medium salary, salary for workers with a bachelor's degree is 65000 a year, and their unemployment rate is just 2.2%. So this data is sort of supporting what you're saying, Joe. It's yeah. saying that, you know, College graduates do earn more than non-graduates. Yeah, let's look. Let's dive right in and look at the um, according to Get Educated, uh, the website, excellent website. And if you haven't heard of it, I, I highly encourage you to look at this website for more information. The 19 highest-paying um, bachelor degree jobs, starting with the number one, is systems manager with the average salary of 151,000, with the job growth rate at 10 percent. That's not bad. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. And uh, probably to no surprise, number two is engineering manager with an average salary of just under 150000 with the job growth percentage at 3%. Marketing, I'm not going to read all 19, but I'll just maybe do the top 10. Uh, marketing manager is number three with the average salary of $141,000 with a job growth at 6%. Number four is natural science manager uh, with a salary of 137000 job growth of 5%. Number five, petroleum engineer. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Down in Texas. Yeah, I definitely need my major in engineer. Um, salary of 137000 with a job growth of 3%. Number six, financial manager with an average salary of 134000 job growth um, 15%. Joe. I have a question for yeah. you. Now, where did we go wrong? Guidance. That word guidance <laughs> is a huge Education. I'm not going to get rich wait, in education. You're going to laugh. Well, let's just blame it on the high school counselor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everything absolutely. else gets blamed on us. Is ah, oh, it's the high school counselor's fault. Yeah. They never, they never helped you one bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's really about having the guidance early on in high school. And we'll talk about that later on in our show. What are some things that we're going to talk about in other shows that you can really do to prepare um, so you don't fall into, you know, this trap of thinking that, hey, I'm I'm going off to college. I'm, I'm going to go into a major that I think that is going to make such and such salary per year. And what's the job market look like? So we're going to talk about a lot of different practical strategies that students and families can um, start practicing 
um, right away. Yeah. And even from my personal experience, you, I have uh, decades of experience in the field, but you know, I have two, um, two children, they're grown adults now, and one is a nurse and one is a chemical engineer. And that was not by accident because I knew what, how important it was for them to major in something that was actually going to um, make them independent. And I think that's what we all want, Joe, right? Right. And, and it, it says a lot about your, you know, you as a parent, Michelle, and because of your profession, right, with being a high school counselor over the years, you're well-informed, you're well-educated, you have a lot of knowledge. And so, but the majority of families, as we know, you know, they don't do the research. They right. don't, That's they don't, right. they have a, so many questions when it comes to college and career planning because more it's than overwhelming. Li- it's overwhelming and then more than likely they're going through it for the first time. And so, you know, that's what our show is all about is to really help guide them through the process. All right. To wrap up the top 10, uh, sales manager is uh, 132,000 per year job growth at 4%. Airline pilot. Uh, one of my former students is now a, a, an airline pilot and really happy for him. He's making, well, according to the numbers, 130000 And you know what's about that, Joe? What is, what's interesting about that career is that is a very, very expensive career because not only do you have to pay for school, but you have to pay for your flight training and a lot of times fuel costs. And that can really appear astronomical. But when you're looking, this is a perfect example, right? Yeah. When you're looking at what they earn right out of training or college, it doesn't take them that long to make up that cost. Right. It's, it's, is it worth the return on the investment? That's the question that you need to ask yourself. Is this major worth the return on the investment so I can get in into the positive right away after graduation? The big ROI, Jim. The big ROI. And, you know, when I say that, people are just going, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and they say, hey, look at the stress on my face from the student loans I paid off. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, hopefully and we're, we're going to do a lot of different things on this show. We're really excited. And one of the, uh, one of our plans is to bring on former students that Michelle and I worked with. And so Jordan is now an uh, airline pilot, commercial airline pilot. And his story is really, really powerful. Very, uh, very powerful. So, um, I'm excited to, to have that happen here in the near future. All right. And then number nine, human resource manager, 121,000. And then uh, the top, uh, wrapping up the top 10 would uh, be computer hardware engineer. Not a big surprise there, right? Um, 119,000 with the job growth rate at 2%. And you'll notice a lot of those are STEM field, right? We're looking at science, technology, engineering, math. Those are the future jobs. Those are the jobs that are exploding and high paying, lucrative, have good futures. Right. And, And so, you know, like we like we already mentioned that you know the high paying jobs are not guaranteed no. really, and it's really about what we've already said doing the research and finding out what are the top 19 highest paying jobs with a bachelor's degree. Yeah, so you know, Yale d- did a study. So Yale looked at their graduates. So this is a really great example of it depends on what you major in because you know, say you go to Yale, I think the perception is you're set for life. You went mm-hmm. to Ivy League, Yale. Like, who wouldn't hire you and you're, you're set? So we, they looked at and they compared, compared the majors. So when they looked at age 35, their finance majors were making an average of $288,000 a year. Wow. That's staggering, right? That's yeah, great. That so is. Yale That's, wow. would be an, worth the investment. It's mm. very expensive, right? But yeah. that would probably be worth that investment. 
Well, when we look at a film major at Yale, because they actually do have film majors and probably pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, their average salary at age 35, the same age, was only $45,000 a year. Run away. Run away. Run away. Yeah. Like, is that, <laughs> is that worth it? Uh, it's up to you. But, you know, yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's really going back to say, hey, you know, is it worth that debt to have that degree? to make that average annual salary in this profession. Are there other schools, are there other alternatives besides Yale that I can look into that will help prepare me for that profession? Pursue that passion. Yeah, yeah. and, and there's, a, there's a ton of choices out there. Maybe so. they just need to go knock on some doors in Hollywood. What do you think? Well, or they can you know, use some good counselors like us too right i heard julia roberts that's how she got her start she like literally knocked on the doors of directors did and she really that's, yeah that's what i heard that's I'm not passion sure do that nowadays but well you know that brings up a good point because that kind of drive is you know i don't know if we see that very often today with a lot of and i'm not trying to be negative or cynical here but, you know, that, that's we don't really see that, that right? That passion, That right? passion, that drive, and to go the extra mile to, to do whatever it takes to prepare me for my future. Yeah, right? right. Do right. whatever, because we live in an instant gratification society where, because of technology, they're just so used to, students today are so used to getting immediate, you know, Yeah, response, gratification responses. Gratification, yeah. yeah. So, you know... We're a little bit old school here, yeah. you know, and so, which is great. It's a beautiful thing, but we're really going to challenge um, our audience to, to, to really, um, you know, take the steps that they need to take to really prepare themselves for their future planning. Yeah. And one other thing that I think we need to touch on is that, yeah, you might earn more money, but how much debt are you carrying? Right. It's all relative, right? Yeah. It, it, it all, it all depends. Yep. And the four years, does it, do students actually graduate in four years nowadays? Yep. And so this is something that Michelle and I talk a lot about with our students and family is the rule of 15. So most four-year degrees majors will require anywhere between 120 credit hours to 126 credit hours, depending on the major. And so we talk our, to our students and families a lot about, hey, the rule of 15 credits a semester. And that's really important because I know when I went to um, um, my undergrad school, I was blindsided freshman year, you know, and met with my advisor. And they said, you know, Joe, you're going to have to have 120 <laughs> credits to get your four-year degree. I looked at him like, well, what are you talking about? And so we talk a lot about, hey, to our students, make sure you're taking five classes. If each class is worth three credit hours, that gives you 30 credit semesters, um, hours up per year times four would put you at 120. Now, we also do other things, too, to help prepare our students for that, um, to, to put them in a situation where they can graduate within four years with the dual credit classes. Right, Michelle? Joe, that's such a great point, because believe it or not, um, you know, it's Christmas break here for us um, while we're doing the show. And I met with, I keep in touch with a lot of my graduates, and I met um, a young man now who's going to be graduating in the spring, and yeah. he graduated, and I worked with him, and um, he told me, and I realized that he is graduating one year late. And he said it, it really makes him mad because he had no really significant advising in college. And that happens a lot. Students are left on their own and parents um, and hopefully 
you know, resources like what we're providing today is that students really have to be proactive to make sure they meet with an advisor, they have a graduation plan, they're meeting their requirements in order to get that college degree done in four years, because that can save you a ton of money. Um, my son, for example, uh, he took some uh, summer classes because he was an engineering student. That's a lot of credits he has to carry every semester. Yeah. And he picked up summer classes every for the first two years. And that was that enabled him to graduate on time. And that's not typical. An engineering student, I think the average now is four and a half to five years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was smart. He was being very proactive, like you said. And, and my own son is away at a um, private school and in the Midwest, and he went in with 15 um, college credits, so pretty much a semester underneath his belt, and uh, you know that really helped him get off to a really good start. And and it gives students to in the families uh, confidence that their son or daughter, if they do take dual credit classes in, in high school and they perform or AP, right. or, or AP, and they and they do well academically speaking, it gives them the confidence that they can do college and be, and be successful. But they want to your point, Michelle, it, it's key that you just can't assume that your advisor is going to seek you out in college. Um, it depends on the school and, you know, that you're going to. But you as the student, you as the family really need to be proactive and and make that a goal every semester to meet with your advisor to say, Hey, not only to you know to take the right classes for that's right for the following semester, but to say, hey, you know, where am I at as far as number of credits right now? Um, can I get into the classes that I need to get into? I, I, I am I going to be put on a waiting list for that particular class? Just really be proactive, and it's really going to pay off for you, literally, in, in the long run. And I think you know, this is down a, a rabbit trail a little bit, but I think that advice goes as well in high school is reach out to your guidance counselor. Because, folks, let's let's just admit it. Um, our guidance counselors are overworked. They really are. They carry heavy caseloads. They have heavy um, – they have tons of duties they have to do. Um, that's with us, Joe, right? Yep, you know, absolutely. We don't just do college and career, but we're dealing with emotional and we're dealing with um, social issues, we're dealing with testing, all kinds of things. So um, they are doing their best and they work in the field because they care about your student typically, I hope, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's hopefully that's the reason why they're there, right? But, yeah, but support them and you yeah. know, reach out to them because they are invaluable for um, resource to you guys. Yeah, and it's, it's huge. It's on the students, especially junior, senior year, um, to really take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and say, you know what, I need to reach out to my counselor. I need to meet one-on-one -on -one and schedule that meeting with him or her and to really start solidifying my career planning in college planning so that's right so they learn those skills early they go into college they have those skills reaching out and then it reduces their debt load or what they're paying for colleges which we're talking about today so that all ties into that and one last point on that note i mean your counselors really have uh unlimited uh, well i don't know if unlimited is the right resource uh, word to use but resources they have a plethora of resources when it comes to scholarships outside scholarships that you you know students can take advantage of to look into to help uh, offset some of the college costs and we're um, going to be talking about that we will the whole show on some of that stuff right i know it's gonna be a beautiful thing so joe i have a question for you yep just after this first point that you know college graduates earn more money than non-college graduates what if you had to do it all over mr Colindo? yeah what would you major in Putting me on the spot there, John. Um, well, if we're just talking in, you know, for me, 
if I was just, if I was prioritizing job satisfaction, mm-hmm. right, rather than income, I would say I would gone into sports broadcasting. Yeah. Right. Because I'm just so passionate about it. Um, I, I, I would, I don't know. I, you know, for me, that's a tough one. I would probably, I would probably, it's different. It's just so, it's a hard question to answer because, you know, <laughs> I graduated, in, what we know I graduated now. in 1984. <laughs> it's a different world. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I would probably stick to my guns and still go into sports broadcasting. Now at that time, sports broadcasting, what is, wasn't as, um, uh, prominent and competitive, as, and competitive yeah. as it is today. Yeah. But I, being a student athlete in high school, I, in loving, you know, loving sports. Did we even have ESPN back then? No, I don't think we did. I don't it think was we just did. getting yeah. started. Yeah, you could have been on the, you know, ground floor there. I know. Darn you it. know what my degree would be, right? I probably told you. Yeah, what times. would. So, you know, here's my story is I graduated with good grades and I went to Penn State, which is a really great school. And the big Nittany Lions. Nittany Lions. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they have a mountain there called Mount Nittany. Yeah. Oh, do they really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. Happy Valley. Yeah. Oh, All Happy right. Valley there. So anyhow, um, you know, how I, I wanted to help people and I wanted um, to make a difference. And so I looked through their, um, it was called the bullet and it was a list of all their majors. And I literally just looked through it and picked this degree just because it sounded good. And you know, three, I was halfway through college and I thought, uh, you know, I had, I had met some nursing students and I'm like, you know, I could do nursing. I could help people mm-hmm. and still make money and have this great career that was flexible with family and all kinds of things. And I went to my dad and said, Hey dad, you know, I want to change to nursing. He's like, Oh, that's basically, that's a, yeah, it's not such a good idea. And I listened to him. And to this day, where's the I, love pops? I where's regret the love? it. I absolutely regret well, it. Well, I know I, if you don't mind sharing your uh, story with the audience with, uh, help us understand what your, what your, your daughter, she's, she's a nurse. So my daughter's a nurse. So the, it, it was funny because, you know, sometimes our kids are a reflection of us. Sometimes yep. um, we don't like to admit that. I know. <laughs> But she you know, said the same thing. I want to help people. And she said she really liked science, but she hated math. And I said to her, oh, we have to look at nursing. And all she said was, um, Mom, I'd love to do that, but I hate blood and guts. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't take the blood and guts. No way, no how. A lot of self-awareness. I so, love it. So instead of just saying to her, oh, okay, well, that, that's not a degree for you. I said, well, how about this? How about we talk to some nurses and see what they say and see what they felt like when they went into nursing. And I made her talk to like three or four nurses. And do you uh-huh. know every single nurse she talked to said, oh, Taylor, I felt the same exact way. You'll get over that. Really? And then I said, well, how about you volunteer somewhere? And she volunteered in a nursing home and ended up working with Alzheimer patients, which I don't think you get tougher than that. In a oh, my home. gosh. And Take that's really what propelled her. Empathy and compassion. And she now is a nurse in, nurse in COVID, but she would never go back and change it. She It was a great choice for her. So I guess my experience helped her become a nurse. So that's a good so thing. With, so the blood and all that other 
blood and guts. Icky stuff doesn't bother her right now. I mean, nope. she's just gotten so used to after it. After her first uh, cadaver, uh-huh. um, she said after everybody, all the nursing students are some feigning, some, <laughs> you know, some but she said after that first uh, anatomy class, they were all good to go. They find it all real interesting now. Yeah. And you know what? We, we talk a lot about this at the high school level. And a lot of times students are unaware of that there's eight major work values, right? And helping people is one of those work values. Income is the other one, prestige, independence, uh, power. So knowing what you value, it really makes a big difference because I know working with you, Michelle, you and I are in the same, but we value helping students and that's what's yes. kept us going all these years. So when, when we talk about looking at majors, career occupations, it's really important for our audience to understand you got to be self-aware. Self-discovery is the first step of any successful career plan, but knowing what you value is really important as well. And I can't wait to talk about some of those things, Joe, because, um, you know, a lot of people don't have access to those kinds of things and understand that. So it's going to be really exciting in our shows to come, I think. All right. So where where are we at now? I lost track a little bit here. So so. we talked about um, college graduates earning more than non-graduates, but it definitely depends on the major. Yeah. Um, And that is that... That might not seem important, but that's a huge factor. So parents, make sure you're looking at that. Because when um, one other key point I wanted to mention here is yeah. when students come to me and they say they want to major in psychology, I, you know, it, when I was in high school, that was sort of something I thought I wanted to major in. Right. And thank goodness, I mean, thank goodness I didn't in a way, because when you look at some of the lowest satisfaction jobs and you look at the lowest paying jobs and the lowest return on investment, a bachelor's in psychology is at that list. And then I'm not saying to psychology it's probably near the top majors, right? I'm not saying it's not valuable. Of course it's valuable. Yeah. We have a mental health crisis right. in this country, right. right? But students just need to be aware that it can't end after four years. And there's a bigger investment after that, you know, to become, to get at least your master's and probably your PhD. Right. Yeah. And that's a great point because I know we both are, we, in a way, we're, you know, we're, we are in this field psych psychology field and my undergrad is in human services. And, and then I went on and got my master's in school counseling. And uh, it goes back to what we spoke about earlier about not having the guidance early on in our lives to know exactly what level of training I would need to be, for example, an independent um, professional counselor, a licensed professional counselor. Yeah, or a psychologist. Or a psychologist. Yeah. And, and what, what is that track? What does that track look like? Nobody Nobody talked to us about that. No, you know, and, and so yeah, we need students doing it. We need great students doing that because um, right. there's a great need there. But especially just, in today's society, for sure. Yeah, they just need to have their eyes open to what that yep. is going to look like. Right, and, and how many years it's going to take. Mm-hmm. So, and I believe though, if you put your mind and heart to anything, anything you can accomplish anything yeah. with your life. So, all right, let's talk about a little bit about the the argument that we hear sometimes with, um, you know, hey, you know, the most jobs that are in demand right now are in the trades right and they the jobs out there that don't require a college you know education a four-year degree and you know let's let's talk a little bit about you know those jobs that are in demand especially in the trades profession so that is such a great point because it's not on a lot of people's radar it used to be right um we used to talk about craftsmen certificates licensure programs things like that but um, what we're doing today is we're comparing high school to college. But there is an in-between there, isn't there, Joe? Yeah, there sure is. There, there's an in-between. So let's talk about that. So where are some of the best-paying um, and great future jobs? 
And where you're going to find those is in craftsmen, such as plumbers, mm-hmm. carpenters, um, certificate programs such as tech, right? Cybersecurity. Yeah. yeah. And oh, we're not huge. talking about... Yeah. Huge. huge. And even computer programming. Mm-hmm. I was reading um, an article that said it cost about $14,000, I think, fourteen dollars $30,000 or something like that for a 14 week program. Then that seems crazy, right? Right. But after 14 weeks, this is just a um, computer programming. Um, they're making upwards of $80,000 a year and they've only invested uh, 14 weeks or a, a few months of their time. So That's a good return on investment. I know. Sometimes baby. I think I'm going to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just resign and go. Let's go make the move. Oh, I don't know that I could I could handle it, but yeah. Um, but we don't yeah. really we don't talk about that no, much we anymore. Don't. And plumbers, do you know how hard it is to hire a plumber? Oh my gosh! And we live. And just so our audience knows, we're we're talking to you um, from the valley, Valley of the Sun, Arizona. And as you can imagine, if you haven't heard. Man, on average, there's over 200 people moving into Maricopa County a day. And so construction building is just taking off. Um, There's such a shortage of carpenters, electricians, plumbers out there. They're they're dying for them. But the average salary for a plumber, 55,000. Electrician is 56,000. And those are just their salaries. There's a lot of, a lot of these craftsmen now are um, opening their own companies and they're their own entrepreneur and they make a lot more money. I I think welding is another one. Oh, well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Michelle. That's great. Yeah. Welding is huge too. So where do we go, Joe? Where do people go for those kinds of programs? Well, you know, we know the community colleges have those programs that they can get training in, welding program. Um, we also know there's a, being high school counselors, there's the EVIT yep. program that we recommend for students. We got some students next year that are going into um, the welding program. And so, you know, I mean, there's the community colleges usually have a lot of good programs that will give them the certificate and the license to get qualified for those professions. Joe, that's great. Well, there's trade schools. And one thing trade you schools. mentioned, EVIT, that's just career and technical training. And most high schools offer that in junior and senior year. So your student can actually go to high school half the year and go to one of these programs, usually for free. And they and have broadcasting too, Michelle, believe it or not. I would have would have been oh you could be a legend by now i know i could have been the next chris berman but then you wouldn't be sitting here with me that's true (laughs) so you know parents just fyi you could check those out and a really great thing about those nowadays most parents and students have no idea is you earn um enrollment credits for college there too so even if great point there you go i've had students in the past few years that have done this and they've gotten their um certificates for cosmetology and for auto um repair Mm -hmm. and they are making such great money, and one of them just contacted me, and they're going back to college, and they're working as a cosmetologist while and helping pay for college. So there's, that's huge. There, that that is one way to reduce the getting cost a jump start on their career development. Huge, and I'll, and I'll, another personal story. I you know I went into uh, broadcasting right out of right out of high school, radio disc jockey. And I had the opportunity to audition for uh, an internship opportunity at Wheaton College. And I auditioned and, and, and got, the, got the job and it gave me some hands-on experience on the radio. And then when I went into my broadcasting school in Chicago, I was the only one in my class that had on-the-air experience. And it really made a difference for me. So, you know, for students today to get a head start on their career path in high school, 
It's huge. It's huge. It is. And sometimes they don't take advantage of that opportunity. No, they don't. And, you know, you look at the cost of college. One thing that my son did is he got good grades. And that's really important, right, when we're talking scholarships. And even in college because he worked hard. And after his sophomore year, he got internships to be able to pay for the next year. So that can reduce the investment in college as well. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's all it all comes together. There's so many different steps that students and families can take to get started on their career planning. Um, so and- Joe, let's pretend, let's, let's hear your call. Like, do you have a call sign? Give us a little taste of what you. Oh, on got. the radio? Yeah, on the radio. Give us a taste. Um, you know, I, I might call, <laughs> I used to, I would say that way because it was a Christian radio station. So I always say, Hey, this is bro Joe right here on WETN 88.1 FM, taking you all the way to three thirty. Pumping some wattage into your cottage. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> <I> love- <laughs> a couple of times I got kicked off the air. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another show. We'll have to we'll No, have to but you know what? I, it, was really, it, it was really stressful for me because I got thrown into a baptism by fire. I was responsible for not only doing the all the formatting the show, I had to do the production side as well. And, and, you know, getting used to the production and the, and the soundboard. And, and then sometimes, you know, this one girl that was responsible for doing the morning news never showed up. And so it <laughs> was... You did gr- do the news, too. <laughs> I, had, I would be running in and out of the studio, ripping off the uh, press releases from the U.S. News Report and trying to scramble the top No internet stories. then. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was <laughs> there was <laughs> these these ladies that lived in the community, and I think that's all they did. They were retired, and they just listened to my show. And it was a classical format. So I played oh. classical music in the morning. I did contemporary Christian music in the afternoon, and then I did the hard rock Christian music at night. But I had... Is Christian music hard rock? Is there such a thing? Oh, yeah. They had res band. Oh, <laughs> believe me. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. And, and I, I, every time I mispronounced like a world leader's name, I could see the light going off in the studio. Oh, that is... And I'd have we to should, answer the We phone. should do that for do all the students. you know you mispronounced? I think we should do that like in the classroom, right? Every yeah. time a student like misbehaves or gives a wrong answer, yeah. a, a light... A but light you know, it, like anything else in life, the more experience we learn by doing... And, uh, you know, that's what we're talking about is really getting a head start on for students and families to get out there and take the steps to get some career training really makes a difference, not only um, in your performance, but on that resume, too, on that application later on. Okay, we're ready for point number three. We are. Okay, so... um um, college graduates are more likely to have health insurance. And that might not seem like a big deal, but with the current climate, with COVID, with how people are living longer um, the, and the cost of medical care soaring, mm-hmm. that can actually be um, a really deal breaker if um, for people to be able to make it, right? And not have to choose between health care or food or rent or so forth. Right, exactly. So, yeah. And um, so... Just going back to being, you know, well qualified, not only educationally, but what what does that college degree give you besides the training, the level of education? And also, as we see here, that that health insurance we know is important in today's society. Now, the argument could be, well, what kind of health insurance? You know, True. you know, what, yeah. what type of coverage are we looking at or talking about? How and much so, do I have to pay for it? How too? much do I have to pay for it? And so. 
hey, you know, it's all about looking at, like he said, the return on investment for everything. That uh, how are you going to benefit as a college graduate? Yeah, but if you're making eighty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars coming out of college, you might be able to pay for your own. And your health insurance costing you forty? Is it really worth? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. All right, well, hey, um, it's been a great show. Great show today. Is uh, is the college degree really worth it? So we've kind of talked about it already, but um, we're really looking forward to. Um, bringing you a lot more shows. The next show, we're really going to talk about the benefits of doing career interviews in high school and how to set up career interview with a career professional. And Michelle, I know you and I talk about this a lot. Yes. When we talk about with students is, hey, you want to target th- your top three career occupations that you currently have an interest in um, and then going out and meeting with career professionals in those professions in high school so you have a good, clear picture of what your daily responsibilities would be, um, you know, the what job, type of yeah, the, exactly. the work environment that you're going to be working in, um, how what, the te- pay is. what the pay is, how technology is changing this career occupation, career interviews. And in my, I've always felt strongly about this. You know, this about me that I think, you know, that, that to me, every student in high school should do at least one career interview with a career professional. So I'm excited to talk about it. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. We're also going to talk about researching colleges, um, how that process works. I know a lot of families have uh, some questions on that when they get to college websites, they don't necessarily know to go when they're there on the homepage. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to research colleges effectively, majors, cost, and then uh, looking at the big question about scholarships and looking at how do you reduce the cost of, uh, of college with, the, uh, with scholarships that are out there. So we thank you for joining us here on Don't Worry About It. It's only your future. I'm Joe Calendo. <laughs> I'm Michelle Safol. And I want to give a shout out to all our students, Joe. Just, you know, how much we love them. We care oh, about we them. them. And we're doing this really for them because they inspire us every day to do better. And that's what we're challenging them to do. Amen. And so uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year 2022 is going to be a great win uh, with our show. And uh, we thank you for joining us today. Have a great day.